Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. I am your host, John Newman, and I don't have anybody with me today, but we are going to be talking about the UFC. Um, I have not really gone into, you know, depth about, you know, things that I saw over the past, uh, really kind of since UFC 259, um, and I wanted to get into that. Um, first of all, I want to say, first off, I want to say, Steve-O is awesome, dude. That guy is fucking awesome. Um, he liked my tweet, yeah. But then I saw uh, later this week, after he liked my tweet on Instagram, a video of him doing some cool-ass shit in Alaska. Dude, I'm so happy we still have Steve-O with us. That dude's a fucking badass. Fan of mixed martial arts. Um, always, always helping put on for the UFC. So, uh, Steve-O, huge shout out there. Like my tweet. Um, <laughs> ben Askren, of course, lost to Jake Paul in, in a boxing match on Triller. Uh, I didn't watch it live. Um, I had actually already seen what had happened on Twitter, and I had searched up a stream quick enough to, to see what actually happened, what the result was and everything on the replay. I, I, I'm not going to say taking a dive or anything like that, but that's just kind of embarrassing. Uh, the whole UFC roster pretty much wants to fight this kid now uh, just to make up for the fact that Ben lost there. And let's face it, I mean, Ben was a champion in other promotions. He was never a UFC content, like top five contender ever. Um, uh, we... Would probably still rather have Mighty Mouse, but face it, you know he he drew some large crowds just right out the gate. So so whatever, take take it for what it is. Um, let's see. Uh, I haven't talked much about my guy Steve Bay losing. I ordered those shirts. Uh, if you guys are interested on my Twitter at Talk More Sports on Twitter, uh, I've got a large, extra large, in two XL. Uh, of this shirt that I made up uh, to give away. Um, so you can check it out. It's kind of like, looks like a little bit of a wanted poster, but there's more like gold for the champion vibe, uh, the, the goat champion vibe that Stipe had been bringing. Um, and, you know, I'm going to call out some people on and just say right now, you were never fucking Stipe fans. You were just fans of the record and then knew the success and all of this and all of that because now that Francis won now you're starting to you know you think that the I mean the match to make is against John Jones yeah but um I don't think you slight Stipe and don't give him a shot you know at a re in a rematch you know he gave he gave Ngannou a rematch but Ngannou did have to earn the rematch. He did have to fight other guys, so he wasn't inactive and then just got a rematch. So so Stipe, maybe he treats him, maybe Francis treats Stipe like that, where he's got to be active, got to be fighting guys, and show that he um, should get the rematch. But I think right now the timeline's looking like John Jones and Francis Ngannou at some point towards the end of the summer and at the very end of the year, maybe last card of the year, you, we might see a rematch between Stipe and uh, Francis, or we might see a rematch between Francis and John, or John and Stipe, 
or get this John and Black Beast or things like that. You know, there's just so many things with John Jones going to the uh, 205 pound division that that uh, or 265 pound division, the heavyweight uh, up from 205 is going to it's going to be interesting. So should be, should be a lot of fun there. Um, Sean O'Malley, who fought at UFC 260 there while we're kind of talking about UFC 260, uh, who just KO'd Thomas Almeida at uh, 260, called out uh, Peter Yan saying, take me on instead of waiting for the rematch against Aljo. Um, the way that I see it, Aljamain Sterling uh, was losing that fight against Peter Yan, and the faster we can get Yan back in there against Aljo or anybody, it doesn't really matter. I want to see Yan fight again, because we know uh, when when Aljo's fully healed up, the next in line is Peter, and Peter's going to step in there and probably, you know, take his belt back, so, um, yeah. Uh, that's basically all I had to hang on to from that night, except for Luke and Woodley. I mean, that's been a rough, rough, uh, patch from hell for my guy, Tyron Woodley. Uh, as a Mizzou sports guy, as a Missouri fan from, you know, uh, since I could just say the word tiger, I've been a Missouri fan. It's kind of rough, but at least we've got Michael Chandler coming in here. He's going to be taking on Charlie Olives for the title coming up here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, anyways, Tyron Woodley might be time, might be time to hang him up. Uh, we had UFC Vittori versus Holland, uh, UFC on ABC two was two weekends ago now. And that was, uh, when I went and did an off the grid weekend, staying away from the internet over at my mom's place. And, uh, I got to see the fights off the antenna because that's, uh, ABC broadcasts, uh, pretty much everywhere, you know? So, uh. Here's what I got. You know, Daniel Rodriguez took Mike Perry to school, and it begs me the question, is Mike Perry a UFC-level talker or is he a UFC-level fighter? Because here we are, here's a veteran taking on Mike Perry and, and doing this work to him. When Mike has talked in the past like he was going to be the next big thing, the next big contender, I don't know. Um, am I saying Mike's not tough? No, that's not what I'm saying by this. I'm just saying, is he a UFC caliber contender or personality? No, I think he's kind of a risk, to be honest with you, to have on your roster with the way that he opens his mouth and the way he talks. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I should not be judging Mike Perry, uh, based off of that, because I'm sure it's a real, real fucky world to be in, to be in that fight world where you kind of walking on eggshells about, you know, what your next moves are, uh, anyways, as, as a whole, um, Mackenzie Dern got a submission victory, uh, via armbar over Nina, Ansaraf Nunez, both ladies showed that ultimate respect, both fighters are mothers, and that's just... That's just a special moment. Uh, not every opponent will will know what balancing being a mother and being a fighter is like there for Mackenzie Dern and Nina Ansarov. Uh, although that is becoming more common in the women's divisions is to see uh, fighters and and uh, also have, you know, the home life and, and have children and and um, go through pregnancy, come back and, and, and still compete. It's uh, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, to see that, and especially to see Mackenzie where she's at, uh, because she's so young as well, uh, she's got all the time in the world to become the champion, um, 
and and it feels like it it plays into her hands very very well for for having a for being able to sustain a long career as long as she doesn't get hurt. Uh, there was a broken nose there in that fight. Uh, Julian Marquez holding it down for Kansas City, standing with Sam, Sam Alvey for the most part of that first round, and then for a, a little bit there in the second round before he kind of wised up and, and uh, kind of got a back take on him and got a squeeze off on the uh, rear naked. Um, and, and he really didn't have the choke sunk in or anything. He was just squeezing for dear life and uh letting them know uh he let them know afterwards where 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 you can uh find us here in Kansas City where coach James Krause sets up uh camp uh, find them uh <laughs> live for the 850,000 plus viewers which we did that on a Saturday afternoon pretty decent numbers for a Saturday afternoon MMA crowd on ABC uh set up a pickleball match with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey they ended up doing that one day last week, so that call-out was much better than that call-out of Miley Cyrus. Um, <laughs> it just was. Um, and then in the co-main event on that card, Arnold Allen was able to defeat Sadiq Youssef. Um, Sadiq was 5-0 and with the organization prior to that, and... and um, uh, Arnold Allen is now 17-1. and at, at 145 pounds, they're... There's just so much talent in these in these small divisions, um, except for flyweight. And I'm sure that there's a lot of guys ready to prove me wrong on on flyweight being kind of kind of a little bit down still, even even for uh, the UFC standards. Um, let's see. Uh, huge shout out for stepping in on short notice. This goes back a couple weeks because we're still on at UFC on ABC too. Kevin Holland, he deserves some praise. I mean, Marvin Vittori is a beast from the Northeast and Big Mouth just did not care. He had the balls to step in there. To step in there on nine days notice, get taken down 17 times, and to still be wearing a smile on your face at the end of it just lets me know that for some of these guys, for some of these guys, it actually is worth it. It seems like they really do get, you know, they get they get some joy, they get some pleasure out of it. He got taken down seventeen times, but he that's better than getting your fucking bell rung four or five times in a boxing match and still having to stand on wobbly legs. Um. So yeah. Anyways, shout out to Marvin Vittori for that takedown record. Um. And yeah, just big ups to Kevin Holland. This past weekend. We had Robert Whitaker taking on Kelvin Gastelum, and that went about how we, or I should say the people on my timeline, including myself, thought that it would go, because we, we've been all over Bobby Knuckles. It's time, it's time, he should be in line to fight Izzy in what will be a rematch for the ages. Bobby Knuckles versus Stylebender, UFC 185-pound championship, it's Stylebender's return back to 185 after losing to Jean Blockowitz at 205. Makes a lot of fucking sense to me. It should make a whole lot of sense to Dana, to Sean, to Mick, to everybody who makes these matches happen. Um, that's basically what I had in recap for these past few weeks. 
because other than the main event this past weekend, I, I, bad, I was a bad MMA fan. I was playing MLB, uh, the show, because God afforded us the opportunity over on Xbox to play MLB video games again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that opportunity. Took the opportunity last weekend to fucking game out. It was fun. But now it's time to get back into it. We've got the pay-per-view coming up. Let's get on it. Let's get on it like fucking flies on shit. And let me tell you where I'm thinking you should be headed with the money. Just a disclaimer. This is a huge no-bet weekend for me. First of all, we've got my favorite fighter, Rose Namajunas, fighting. That's grounds to make impulsive moves as it is. No-bet weekend. If there was one bet to make, it's Valentina Shevchenko beats Jessica Andrade, and I would say inside the distance would be another safe uh, option to garner yourself a little bit more money. But other than that, it's no bet weekend. We've got some fucking put-on fights. Uh, We've got Usman and Masvidal, two. I'm not sure there should even be a fucking rematch, but guess what? We're getting it, and we're getting Masvidal on a full camp. And I believe, you know, Masvidal can stay in there, can stand up with him. And if he can, and he can keep this fight on the feet, and he can keep it out of that clinch range that that was just so boring, the, the pressure that Usman put on. I won't say boring. That's just, that's disrespectful to say it. But it, it, it is kind of, a, a, it's a boring pressure compared to punches and sub attempts. Uh, foot stomps and clinch passes are... are uh, they, they just are, uh, but Usman in the main event is probably going to retain the title. Let's run it back down to see who's opening the main card. And that's going to be Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crute. Uh, fucking hell of a matchup. Tremendous job. Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman, another good matchup. Then we're talking titles. Then we're talking titles. We've got Bullet V, Bullet Valentina Shevchenko, the most badass women's flyweight on the planet, taking on Jessica Andrade. We've got Zhang Wei Li, Champ Wei Li, taking on Thug Rose Namajunas. Rose, she put on in Kansas City. That's why you you know, that's why I'm such a huge fan. Whenever we had our fight night here, she put on with, you know, a tremendous performance before getting an armbar victory um over Michelle and that was that 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 was nice to see um so in these women's bouts you'll see me going for Bullet V and Rose Namajunas in those first two I'm going to go with Uriah Hall and I'm going to go with the veteran Anthony Smith taking on Jimmy Crute although Crute's a young buck I need to get get some more uh get to, get to watch some more film on uh 